0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 57 of the Winner Winner PUBG podcast. We are glad to have you here. My name is Mike, a.k.a. MTB Trigger, and I will be your host for this episode. With me to discuss the game we all love, sometimes despise, but mostly love to hate, are my fabulous co-hosts. Today we've got the always... Sarcastic and pleasantly insightful creator of the YouTube series Why You Suck at PUBG, Grifflicious. Hey there. How are you, sir? I'm doing quite well, man. How about you? Doing great. We also have the one and only Australian legend, Keithy Keithy. I'd really prefer to call him a scientist because honestly, he'll test just about anything and deliver the results to us. For crying out loud, he actually zapped his brain a few months ago to see if he could improve his in game performance. He generally sticks to damage per second on guns now, but anyway, how you doing, sir? Hey, man, I'm good. Good to be here. How you going? Doing extremely well. Excited to be getting another episode done here. Uh, but honestly, I'm pretty stoked about the episode, guys. We have a pretty special one here. We've got our first live uh, guest speaker, interviewee, gamer, VPN mastermind. Any other choice adjectives? Ways. This is good. <laughs> we got Wes here with us, we got Wes here. <laughs> which is going to be awesome. So we've got him joining us for a live interview uh, from Heath here. And then we also have an interview we did off the cast uh, with a custom server PUBG legend, Papa Stanimus. So besides all of that, on this episode, we're going to talk about wt fast or what the fast or we'll figure out what it's called when we get there Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the elephant in the gaming room right now apex legends the vikendi pass is coming to an end so we want to discuss that we'll talk about the npl and what the pros are up to right now and last but not least we'll get to PUBG customs and the papastanimus interview So before we jump into all that madness, you guys had some cool stuff going on. Uh, So Griff, you've actually released one, maybe two videos in between the last episode. What's Mm -hmm. new on the video front, man?
1: Uh, Yeah, not really a whole lot. Uh, I think since the last time we recorded, uh, I did a video about peaking and then a follow up video to that about cover. Um, And then as a matter of fact, tonight I just finished up which is going to be episode seven. And uh, it's it's kind of fun. I don't want to give anything away. Um, but I mean, it's going to be coming out. I guess it doesn't really matter. This, this podcast will come out after the video. But basically, the idea is uh, trying to be fair to a lot of new players and that not really discourage them from trying to watch pros and streamers and try to learn things from them. But more or less, try to play within your own ability, and not try to do what pros do. Because to be honest, that's not really something that most people are capable of, and how difficult that can be to learn the game that way.
0: Nice. Well, great job not giving it away. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a whole uh, joke segment set up for the one heart, but he was actually out of town hitting the slopes, and I was going to draw a bunch of whole b- bunch of correlation to him. Uh, liking that snow map on Ring Ring of Elysium, so you'll have to take my word for it that I had a bunch of good dad jokes set up. But Mm -hmm. he's not back yet, so you'll have to take my word for that. But uh, let's see, Heath, I remember seeing some pictures in the Discord about your computer building saga, (laughs) notably the giant fan on the outside of the case you had set up, so tell us about that, man.
2: Yeah, that was a bit of an episode. Like, well, to be honest, in the last year, the start of last year, I got given a top-end gaming PC by a friend who who moved to Canada from Australia, and he didn't want his sister to use it, so he just told me to have it. And you know, I learned, pretty much learned to play PUBG on that, and I've been really spoiled. And then now he's come back, and he's he's got his computer back, and I've gone just back in time to an ancient piece of junk that just it can just play PUBG, but it was overheating a bit. And that picture you would have seen on the Discord is of, a, you know, these extraction fans that you have, like, in the bathroom ceiling. And when you, you walk in, you turn the light on,
3: boom, oh, no,
2: going. <laughs> no yeah, way. so I put one of those, yeah, and rigged it up to the front of the case. <laughs> it's and as it big as goes. the case, man. It's as big as the case. So it's a 200 and – no, 300 mil fan more. Anyway, um, and it worked, you know, like it, it didn't crash from overheating except for the fans aren't designed for that. They're not balanced at all. So that thing was actually hopping around the desk and it was extraordinarily loud. Um, but then I, I bit the bullet this week actually and went out and bought a new motherboard and CPU and now I can play PUBG again. And so I'm back.
1: He's a real boy.
2: Awesome. <laughs> well, um, I, uh,
0: I know I butchered the uh, intro for... Wes over at what the fast so I'll let you I'll let you bring him in let's get him in here and let's see what he
2: has to say cool well yeah part of that kind of ghetto gaming was from the old computer and being in the back end of the world sometimes it feels like in Australia on PUBG we, we get really bad um, latency we get uh minimum well where I am the best like latency I was getting was 180 millisecond ping in PUBG and I was playing a game with basic bro he's been a host on the show before with the Xbox um, show that he had on a while back. And as I was playing with him, he asked me what my ping was at the time and I, and I told him it was 300 milliseconds because he's in he's in Canada, basic bread Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yep, Canada. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he was just, just shocked and he said, "Yeah, you should use a, a GPN. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I should. And I'm like, what, what, what's a GPN? Uh, so he sent me a link to WTFast and I downloaded the app and had to go at the free trial. And yeah, you know, I wasn't really expecting much, but yeah, my first game I had a 50 millisecond reduction in my ping. Ooh, um, yeah, so mind blown! I just started typing an email to WT Fast to ask how this all works, and they ended up just sending us Wes. Hey, <laughs> you going, Wes? Hey. hey, hey, that's cool, man. And just in in the discussion there, um, MTB Trigger was saying it's called what? What the fast? Is that right?
4: yeah what the fast or WT fast both interchangeable we, we say what the fast
2: here? okay, well, I'll try and say that as well then <laughs> um, and so what what is a GPN and how does it work?
4: So a, a GPN is kind of a it's a trademark term that we came up with um, and it's sort of a play on words in a sense to say rather than having a VPN, you have a GPN. so a GPN stands for gamers' private network mm-hmm. uh, rather than VPN, which is virtual private network.
2: Right. And, yeah, so what's the difference between, say, my normal internet service provider and, and what your GPN does? Like, why, why does it make my ping better?
4: Well, I mean, that's a secret sauce, my friend. But uh, in a nutshell, um, if you think about the internet as kind of a web of data moving back and forth. Like a um, worldwide web? God yeah, like you beat me to that world. joke. Yeah, <laughs> 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 how that one works. Yeah. yeah. And essentially, um, in this web, kind of traffic and data packets travel across from one server to another server, and distance is a huge, like physical distance from servers, is a huge issue for a lot of gamers who are in places um, like Australia, for example, is a really great example. And so, what what we do over top of the internet is we we basically create a data highway for just game traffic to travel. And what this does is it creates an optimized uh, pathway for your game data to go from the server back to your computer. So rather than going through maybe like 16 or whatever number of hops that might be that your data connection has to travel for your game, we can optimize that to be as few hops as possible. And by doing that, that reduces the latency that you experience in game. It also reduces the packet loss, which is a really big um, impact to your gaming experience because as you have packet loss occurring, that creates uh, stutter in the game, like missed shots. And I'm sure you guys have been in those situations where you're making that critical headshot with a car 98 with an eight times and it just misses. And that might be because of a packet loss or a jitter that happens on your connection. So we, we aim to fix that for gamers.
1: Hmm. All this so time I, thought saying, I, was just I was trash. <laughs> so,
0: are you saying that What the Fast could be more important than my gaming socks?
4: I mean, at the end of the day, outside of your hardware, the next most important thing is your internet connection. Mm. So you know the best gaming PC on the market, but if you've got a bad connection to the game server, uh, I mean, it'll be horrible. It'll be a bad experience for the user.
2: So right. if, if, you live, if you live next door to the gaming server, is this going to be of any benefit at all?
4: Um, I mean, there can still be benefit in terms of jitter, um, which is like the, the the latency jitter and the ping jitter that occurs. Uh, so sorry, the,
2: what's, what's jitter?
4: Oh, so essentially jitter is kind of the... Uh, and again, I'm speaking from not a technical side of the business, but uh, essentially what occurs is like there's like a, a minor a minute fluctuation in your latency that happens uh, at a very specific given time, and so we can reduce that jitter, that fluctuation in your ping, where you have like a small ping spike that occurs. Right. And so even if you're close to the server, you could still have a ping spike that occurs that gives you a a delayed reaction in your in your gameplay, so, which can also contribute to having a missed move.
2: Sure. I've definitely felt that more often than, than not. I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before, but the Australian servers for PUBG are, are dead. We get pushed over to Asia or Southeast Asia. So, yeah, to have, like, like I said, a 50 millisecond reduction I was getting playing through Southeast Asia
4: It's a huge. fantastic improvement, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that was down from 180 milliseconds to 130. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That's awesome. Mm. Um, can, can it be used on console?
4: Yeah. So the the short qu- short answer is yes. Long answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, long answer is we we have a partnership deal with uh, with ASUS, and we actually are sideloaded on their AC 53 50- 330 router it's the one that looks like a spider with like Mm. eight big antennas on it and a couple of other gaming routers with them and uh, when you purchase that router you get a subscription to what the fast Uh, I believe it's a limited time subscription and then after a certain period of time you have to up on a paid subscription but um, it allows you to essentially use the router's firmware uh, that asus has and play games through uh, our network through their router um and theoretically it could work with any console right now it's working with um a pretty good breadth of xbox one games and a number of ps4 games i believe PUBG xbox one is working with it um but don't quote me on that (laughs) i'd have to double check for you so quick question for
1: you how how trying to figure out how to word this question Have you had any problems or concerns or people bring up how this could maybe be misconstrued as a sort of pay-to-win situation?
4: Actually, um, in in a number of cases, yes, this has come up uh, because it might seem like an unfair advantage. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one of the things that's a reality in the gaming space right now is that depending on the type of game, you're actually playing to the lowest latency of the person on the server. And what we're actually trying to do is just level that playing field for users so that there is the the smallest amount of variation between your network. Um, So we really think of it as not really giving anyone an advantage. It's actually just leveling that playing field because... At the end of the day, as was mentioned before, if you're actually like right next to the server, I mean, if you physically live a block away from, you know, a server for like let's say League of Legends or or for PUBG, you're not going to get a huge improvement no matter what you do,
1: right? Um, because the code, so yeah. the net code, is always kind of algorithmically trying to figure out the lowest common denominator and set everybody to some sort of static range within that.
4: Yeah, kind of. Um, Again, I'm, I'm not on the super technical side, but I sure. can give you the idea of, uh, from the like the layman's terms of like, if you think about um, a big open world MMORPG, you have hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of people all connecting at the same time. If the server wants to be fair to all players, it's actually going to run at the latency of the lowest common denominator, which might be somebody with, let's say, 200 milliseconds of ping. Hmm. And so everybody's experiencing maybe a, a suboptimal connection because the last guy in line's got a suboptimal connection. And so what what we think what we kind of think about when we when we came up when the, the company was founded was how to level the playing field for all gamers to have a really good connection overall and, and like play on the same level, right?
1: Mm, okay. a uh, follow-up question to that is Is there a point in which you guys are trying to reach like a level of market ubiquity where it's like it's no longer just a a service or a subscription, but it's something that is more widely implemented across multiple different games and platforms and stuff like that?
4: Totally. Actually, um, it's been a big part of our, uh, without giving away everything about the company, uh, it's been a big part of our strategy is to try and make What The Fast sort of this habitual product for all of the users. So it would be a part of the, um, I, I'm sure you guys are well aware that today we're in this game launcher uh, phenomenon where every company is building a launcher. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, one of
4: our dreams is to be a part of that launcher experience for them so that when you launch a game, you're launching in. You're you're baked in. Yeah. So we have some we have some partnerships in the works that are related to that. I can't get into details on it, but um Sure you can go. We'll talk <laughs> later.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. Well no, we that's some, that's super uh,
1: dope though. Like that's that's yeah. really exciting to yeah. hear that like it That somebody's doing something like this. I mean, now it's, it's silly that it's taken a third party, but I mean, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention. Right. So if you got a group of, you know, network nerds sitting around going, dude, how do we make this better? Not just for us, but for everybody. Like that's a really awesome innovation.
4: Yeah, it's been really cool to see that in the last few years we've had a lot of interest with big ISPs. I, I can tell you guys about this. We signed a, a an exclusive deal with uh, a telecom provider in uh, Taiwan called Hinet. Um, we just recently announced uh, another deal in Singapore with uh, another ISP called Singtel. Um, we have some other ones that are going to be announced in in the very near future, actually. Um, and and these are big ISP companies that are that are providing internet service for you know thousands and thousands of of users in those regions so it was really cool to see them take an interest in this and understand that this is a pain point for their users right Mm -hmm. that they actually want need improved gaming speeds
0: yeah i think what i'm hearing here is when i first heard you were coming on the show and i looked up your guy's site like it sounds simple but i feel like it's going to go way over my head (laughs) Uh, But when you're talking about information highways and just saying that gaming traffic, well, that makes sense to somebody like me that doesn't really dig into this stuff. The other thing that really popped out to me as intriguing is I'm going to go back like five questions and you mentioned the car 98 with an 8X. And it just begs the question, man, are you a gamer yourself? How did you get into this? Like, it, it sounds like you have a passion for gaming. So tell us a little bit about that.
4: Yeah, um, so I actually, uh, t- to throw all the cards on the table, I, uh, I actually did an internship um, with, this, with What The Fast when I was actually in university um, doing a marketing research project for them. And that's actually how I got, with the, uh, got into the company is after I finished school, I got hired and working in the marketing department here. Um, and I've been kind of a gamer. I've been a gamer since like Brood War, like StarCraft. Hmm. um and kind of played that game to death and uh yeah i have i've been a pretty much a lifelong gamer actually when i when i was getting into the uh just starting here at what the fast i was really getting into competitive csgo um which is a very frustrating <laughs> game to play <laughs> i am not sure how f- how much you may have played of that but competitive csgo is very easily lo- easily lose your temper oh yeah it's not um, a very forgiving game no, and uh, and actually I was in uh, really interested with PUBG when it came out because I'd played um, H1Z1 in the Battle Royale a little bit. And when PUBG kind of got announced and went into beta and all that, I was really excited, actually. I, I did the uh, the early access and everything, and uh, I, I think I have 400-something hours on PUBG right now. Nice. Uh, and I'm just really bad still, <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: You're only a thousand shy of being excellent, so you're good. You're well on your way. No, perfect. (laughs) You know, it's funny you brought up uh, Counter-Strike because I was thinking about the last time that I really thought about ping and when it was important to me. You know, I lived in in Colorado for 27 years and now I'm in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So two of the major hubs actually... Uh, being Chicago, and then all the mm-hmm. West Coast servers. I've never really had a ping issue. But the last time I thought about it was actually back when I played Counter-Strike 1.5 and Team Fortress Classic, right back on a 56K modem. And <laughs> the difference between... <laughs> come on, we all did it. We yeah. all did it. you know. But back then, the difference between 250 ping and 200 ping was a huge deal to me when I was trying to learn Counter-Strike in one of the earlier phases. So that leads me to the question, are there people that should be considering using a service like this that may not even be considering it right
4: now? You know, That's a great question, actually. Um, at the end of the day, I think everybody can benefit from using a service like this to some degree or another because... Game connections aren't stable all the time. So what is happening maybe at the beginning of your gameplay, like the beginning of you dropping into a match in PUBG, for example, it it might start out really well. And then about halfway through, maybe that server routing you were on that the game puts you on or or your ISP puts you on isn't that great and degrades over time for a number of reasons. It could even be as simple as um, your mom just went and put on Netflix and is streaming you know, a, a show, right? And that starts to degrade your connection. Um, so in, in, in theory, yeah, everybody could benefit from this product and from the service. Um, in most cases, will everybody get 100% benefit? I won't guarantee that all the time because it's the internet and it's server networking and it's so variable some days. Um, but, you know, there's a good chance that if you're experiencing some form of networking lag in a game, we could probably help. To some degree or another. You might not see 50 milliseconds reduction, but you might see like 25 or 10, and that can make a huge difference if it's
2: consistently doing that every time. I think that's the beauty of your trial period. You can just download it, see straight away if it's going to be any benefit to you. And then, yeah, like myself, I couldn't go back. I can't go back to another, like chuck another 50 (laughs) millisecond back on. I'm hooked (laughs) for life. It's like crack, you know? Got another one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just as a, we, we ask all our guests a PUBG related question. Time for the PUBG pop quiz. We need some like quiz show music. Insert quiz quiz show music. Griff, sing really quick.
1: <laughs> all
2: right. Today our contestant is Wes. Wes from WT Fast. On which map would you find an area called Junkyard? Oh, um, is it Miramar? Bing, Dang! Bing, 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 bing.
4: Yeah, Is that correct? congratulations!
2: Yeah! Oh, no. look at that! Yeah! <sighs> Do you guys have any other questions for uh, for Wes? Uh, no. I what th- are you giving him for winning the prize? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him the opportunity to spruke his own promotion. <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah. Griff, did like, you well, have something?
1: I did. I had one last question about WT fast for oh, fast, real fast, yeah. real fast. <laughs> um, And that was so seeing how this is a, like a client thing that you kind of, do you download something? Is that correct? Yeah, it's
4: a desktop application.
1: Gotcha. So obviously I don't know how in the weeds you can get in with this or maybe what you know, but given the current, uh, internet privacy climate and everything like that, how intrusive is the WTFast software?
4: Um, we try to make it as unintrusive as possible and to like, even go like super f- a little bit further here, like to the degree of, we don't even mask IPs Unlike a VPN. We don't mask that IP when you're, when you're doing your connection. So the actual game company can still see your, your host IP that you have. Okay. Um, so, you know, we, we try and be as transparent as possible because we don't want this to be a tool for hacking or anything like that. Gotcha. We try to do the smallest amount of data collection that we need to do to, to be uh, effective.
1: So you're not stealing also, my dick pics is what you're saying.
4: <laughs> trying not to. <laughs> trying not to steal yours, specifically, Griffin.
1: <laughs> Alright, appreciate that. This, that's what I wanted to make Probably. sure of. I've, I've got a lot to protect, so. What Steam games are you
0: downloading? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shower with your dad simulator? No,
0: I knew it. <laughs>
1: uh, no, I've never actually played it, but I've been tempted.
0: Is that a real game?
1: It's 100%. It, is that a real hundred game? it is. really
0: is, yeah. No. I mean, it's got a, a ton of reviews and
4: no way oh Dude, yeah it's you're legit
1: you're just in a shower trying to avoid a bunch of dad dicks wow
4: oh. i need to go check out the steam sales pages
0: a little more no, you really don't <laughs> there's nothing good that can come of downloading that game
1: no not that one specifically but <laughs> anyway so what's next on the so, there, trigger
0: well i was gonna say um Unless we had something else for Wes, I just wanted to thank you for coming on, man. It's uh, really awesome to have you come in here, talk about your product. You clearly know a lot more than uh, we're allowed to know about the back end of how games uh, communicate with different servers, which is awesome. And we appreciate you coming in. So just a big thank you to you. And really the last thing is we want to give you the opportunity to tell everybody where they can find you, how they can find you, how they can get in contact with you. If you have anything you want to plug or promote, now's your chance. Take as much time as you want and let the people know how to get you.
4: Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for having me on. And uh, yeah, so you can find us at uh, WTFast, so WTFast.com. Um, we're, uh, we're actually running a giveaway right now um, for a, a one-year membership to What The Fast. Uh, of our premium membership, and we're also giving away a copy of Anthem, um, uh, the Legion of Dawn edition, so like the, the extended edition. Um, so it, we're doing that contest, and you can find that on our, our social media and on our website um, by following us on uh, at What the Fast on Twitter and at What the Fast on Instagram. Awesome, and man. Uh, I do have something for you guys. Uh, I, I've got a couple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have three 90 day What the Fast keys for you guys to give away to your listeners. Hey, girl. All right.
1: All right. Okay. We've got to figure
0: out. <laughs> 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 we'll figure That's something. awesome, man. So we yeah. got a, a giveaway through you guys. We've got the uh, three keys uh, exclusive to Winner Winner. That's. Amazing, awesome, man. Well, um, the last bit is—is is there any one thing you'd want people to know about uh, WT fast If you had to tell them one thing, what would it be? What would be your final
3: comment?
4: Uh, give it a try. Honestly, just give it a try. If it—if it helps you, awesome. Um, you know that—that's—that's my—that's my one plug. My one ask, I guess, is
2: just give it a shot. Yeah.
1: Cool.
2: Awesome. Thanks for coming on, Wes.
4: Thank you very much. Thanks
1: for having me. Yeah, thank you, Wes. Appreciate it, man.
2: Alrighty,
4: guys, take care. You See too. Ya. See you, man.
1: Well, that's cool. That's pretty that awesome. Like, I, I, dude, what? Talk about some customer service. Like, Heath, you you reached out to a company for some questions, and they're like, "No, here's a person." Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, straight <laughs> away. It's <was> great. <laughs> <Like>, that's <is laughs> awesome.
1: Like, not a not a comment or a tweet or an email. They're just like, "No, no, no here's a whole guy, and he can just answer <laughs> all your questions."
2: Not it no, turns no, out I... he's
0: actually a human
2: too, which is even <laughs> yeah. better. I had my doubts because uh, you know, in an email, you don't know if somebody's a human. Still, like with AI nowadays, it could be, it could not be. You know, he didn't and pass then,
1: the Turing test. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> what mark all the the pictures that have stop signs in them.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, that was great. So um, now that we've danced around the uh, sort of biggest news in the battle royale and really gaming news uh, for the last couple minutes here. Uh, Let's jump into Apex Legends. So we aren't going to dodge this topic. Don't worry. Um, You know, we are seriously considering doing a separate episode where we dig heavily into Apex. So if that's something that you're interested in, uh, make sure that if there's questions you've got or if there's specific things you want to know about Apex, let us know. We are going to do a a side episode specifically dedicated to that. But we're going to try to stay kind of as it relates to PUBG moving forward here. So like most topics, I think there's a couple of us that are kind of split on Apex. So it should be kind of fun to dig into this. But first, uh, here are the basics if you've somehow missed this massive launch in the gaming world. So Apex Legends was released on February 4th. It was an incredibly quiet release for a battle royale. It was announced by Respawn the team behind it the day before it launched. Nobody knew about this. That's incredible.
1: Well, other than the streamers who got paid to go play test it. Hmm. Can't that's forget fair. about them. <laughs> they were just they still had like the, they were under NDAs of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I still can't yeah. believe they kept a lid on it though. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, you, know. you know, so honestly, an incredible feat. Um, And after just two weeks of being launched, so 14 out of the 30 days that Twitch is currently reporting on, it is the third ranked as far as total views go for hours. It's second ranked for the number of channels streaming it. One peak viewership on Twitch and it's the number one most popular as far as average viewers go.
1: Now, that last wow. one's a little skewed. Just like when when you think about it has the highest average viewers, but when you take the three most popular, well, technically four most popular Twitch streamers and they're all playing that game, like it's, it's going to definitely weigh into those numbers for sure.
0: No doubt, right? I I totally agree with that. I just thought I think it's really interesting to see the actual numbers and what we're looking at here. We'll put in the show notes where really the top uh, three in each category you'll be able to see in the show notes, as well as where PUBG ranks in there. All right. So if you're kind of curious where PUBG is in the mix, uh, we'll have that in the show notes for you. Uh, but in general, you know, like for for example, as far as the most viewed game. Uh, as far as hours go, League of Legends came in at the highest with 108 million hours in the last 30 days. And in the first 14 days of launch of Apex, they're already at 89 million hours. And as a comparison, PUBG is ranked 8th with 22 million hours for 30 days.
1: Wow. It's insane. Yeah, that, that <laughs> it's, chasm, it's it's chasm absolutely huge. insane.
0: You know, so what I want to talk about, right, is... I want to talk about your guys' initial thoughts. I want to see what you guys believe will happen as it relates to PUBG as a result of Apex. I want to know if there's anything you guys really like, dislike. Um, and I'm going to ask you how much you've been playing PUBG and Apex to put you on the spot in front of everybody. So,
2: uh, <laughs> Heath, uh, why don't yeah. you kick
0: us off, man? What are your initial thoughts on Apex?
2: Yeah, I think it's an amazingly fun game. I just, I just love the aggression of the game. It's it's going to be pretty brutal for PUBG. I think in you can see it already. Just the audience is, is getting drawn from every other game straight over. And I've actually noticed a pretty aggressive um, ad campaign from Fork Knife. Has anyone have you guys seen that on social media? No. Oh, I'm, it's all over mine. It's telling me like I don't even I don't even own Fork Knife. But it. How old are but, you? <laughs> It's trying to give away um, free passes and things like that. That you know, just to draw a bit of um, a crowd back. So
1: they're getting I, thirsty. I
2: Pub- yeah, oh, I can't blame them. They would have taken a massive dip. Um, I, th- I think PUBG is going to go to free to play. Even with PUBG Lite, I don't think there is going to be enough.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
2: What? Yeah. What do you, What do you think, Griff?
1: Uh, well, uh, I am the big Debbie Downer when it comes to Apex, <clears throat> and this for a handful of reasons number one uh is kind of looking uh and again this is all anecdotal but PUBG reached the height of its popularity i would say somewhere in the summer of 2018 uh and i think that's when everybody was playing it pretty regularly doc shroud ninja every once in a while even but he would like participate in in the big tournaments and stuff um and then we saw that massive drop off when blackout came out and everybody was on blackouts john pretty hard for a couple of months and then that game just died like to the point where i don't i, I went to actually look it up on twitch the other day and i don't remember where it was placed on there i mean it was still pretty high because you know it's call of duty but um like the top within the top 10 streams only two of them were playing the battle royale mode everybody else was just playing campaign or not campaign rather um uh, just traditional multiplayer And it was kind of interesting to me, like, whoa, this game that was, you know, everybody was touting as it's going to kill PUBG, it's going to put Fortnite under, blah, 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 blah. And it just kind of fell off a cliff. And I'm not saying that Apex is going to do the same thing, but I wanted to at least kind of just when you're having a discussion about it, like keep it in context of what all the other games are and what they're doing and realize that like they're very different. Like, PUBG is what it is because it's very different than any other game. Same with Fortnite. Uh, same with uh, Blackout. But even Blackout and Apex, to me, uh, if, like, just on paper and visually, they have, they share a lot of the same exact things. Like, uh, you know, very similar uh, movement, very similar uh, inventory management. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things to like there. But for my money, like, PUBG is always going to be that sort of... Pinnacle of more realistic battle royale shooters. Yeah,
2: I completely agree. The the gun plays is a major difference, which mm-hmm. brings me back to PUBG every time. I think, um, yeah, just when you aim down sights and spray in any other game mm-hmm. but PUBG, I always just think this doesn't feel right. Like this, this doesn't feel great. And then you go back to PUBG and you do it, and you just go, wow. How good is that? You just cack, 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 and it's climbing, and you're hanging on your mouse, and you're sweating, and your mouse drops off the mouse pad, and you get killed. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. so
3: yeah. And, and full I think
0: disclosure, it- right? I jumped into Apex, like, hardcore for the first week it was out, right? I didn't play anything else and jumped into it. I'm jumping a little bit ahead in my notes, but the number one thing I noticed when I got back into PUBG after being in apex was i picked up the ak just in a happenstance i dropped into quarry and i picked up the ak and the feeling of spraying with the ak was incredible after (laughs) playing apex for a week
2: yeah awesome yeah
1: to me if you were
0: gonna say something
1: yeah um, i think the thing that i I know a lot of people, this is kind of an unpopular opinion because everybody wants to see the big guy fall. It's, you know, you go online and you start seeing things about Ninja, for instance, being the number one streamer for so long. And everybody wants to see what his drama is like, Ooh, somebody else is getting more views than him. Somebody else is getting more subscribers. Like all of us have this weird, like fetish with wanting to see people at the top of their game be ruined in some weird way. And I think that, it's perfectly okay for all of these games to exist because they're all very different types of games. I mean, even if you look at Dota and League of Legends, there's no two games that could be more similar, yet they both have their own competitive scene, their own, you know, big streamers and pros, and like, those two games exist independent of one another and they're not really competing in in a sense the way that I feel like all of these battle royale games are and maybe it's just because this is the you know the flavor of the of the year rather and you know everybody's just trying to find Ooh, what's what's going to be the next big thing what's the next big thing and I'm like why can't things just be what they are
0: <laughs> yeah I, I actually agree with you there um as far as these games operating in their own space you know if I had to summarize my feelings on it i think apex is phenomenal for the battle royale scene because they're going to push all of the other games to do more or do what they do better absolutely right i'm not saying these games need to go change and become something different because apex added in a bunch of new things i'm saying that pubg's gunplay and strategy is not matched by any other game, in my opinion. I, I've won a bunch of games in Apex, but my heart doesn't beat out of my chest like when I'm in a top five situation in PUBG. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Apex is going to replace that. Fortnite didn't replace that for me, and Blackout didn't replace that for me. You know, if I had to say which game, probably is most at risk from apex i would say it's blackout i think blackout is just going to get destroyed by this game because it's so similar to it
1: absolutely yeah.
2: That i think it's some, uh, a bit of science i'd like to do actually is how healthy or unhealthy the amount of stress that pubg puts you under actually <laughs> is. please so, don't yeah heart rate monitor on <laughs> please don't <laughs> yeah we all find out we're just killing ourselves so Probably yeah, we would end up with the advice that just just don't go into top ten and you live a long, healthy life.
1: Oh uh, well yeah, without next thing
2: you're gonna tell me I need to sleep more. <laughs> <laughs>
1: without sounding like a privileged dick, I've definitely had my Apple watch go off a few times and be like, Hey, are you okay? Your heart rate just <laughs> went up to 120 beats per minute. I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine. I just I'm trying not to die.
0: Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> Siri tells Siri to shut up and then Alexa pipes up from the other room, tries <laughs> to order
2: your groceries,
0: right?
1: Shut up, bitch. Ain't nobody talking to you
2: she should just ask are you playing PUBG? <laughs> shake shake wrist
0: once yes so now that we know griff's feelings i, I want to ask this question to you what is one thing you actually like about apex
1: me yeah uh boy um i would have to say that i i like their delivery Uh, I like everything that they did uh, getting the game out. I think they looked at what made Fortnite so successful and they said, okay, we're going to be free to play. We're going to be on every platform that we can be and we're going to be optimized for all those platforms. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons Fortnite has been so successful is the accessibility. Um, I think PUBG got big sort of slowly. Like it wasn't just this overnight success it feels like it had to build and build and build and build and build um but again it's locked behind a $30 paywall you have to have a good system to run it I mean there's all of these different aspects that go into it so I think what Apex is doing is going hey if you want to have a good successful game right out of the gate you need to make it as easily accessible for people period
2: that'll do it what about you Heath yeah um what I like about the game. I think yeah. i just scrolled through our notes here and i realised that my like is exactly the same as yours. Uh, it's the, the respawn. When, you, when, you, when you're dead and you, you're dead, dead, you've been crawling around and then you've been shot and then you're just a box on the ground. It, the game's not over. I love it because in PUBG, how often you know, your teammate dies in the first 20 seconds, you just throw a grenade at the wall and catch it and boom, you're back in the lobby and you just don't need to do that anymore. I've had some great games where our whole team's nearly been wiped out and we've all come back. Yeah, with nothing again and starting over, and, and we've won. It's, it's a great concept. It's really frustrating, though, when your teammates let you time out because they're losing. <laughs> <laughs> Not because they're fighting.
0: It's always because they forget looting. to grab your banner. Yeah.
2: yeah. I did one this week where I grabbed my, my teammates' banner with less than a second left, like doing the mad run and slide and jump and got there. Like, it, it was under a second. And then got him, and it's that was that was almost like winning a game of PUBG in itself. The heart rate on that one.
0: Sure. So let's let's look at the other side. So, (laughs) you know, I don't want to dig super deep into this, but what, uh, Griff, what do you, what's something that you you really don't like, or you're just not fond of, or maybe a lot of people like, and you're just not digging.
1: Well, it's 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 almost not fair for me to bring this up because one heart's not here to defend this, <laughs> but I have a big problem with a high time to kill. Uh, I think that was one of the reasons why I didn't enjoy Blackout as much as I wanted to, or as much as I thought I was going to, because there's I have sort of this theory that a higher time to kill is catering more towards a casual player market than a more hardcore market. Uh, and the reason being is because when you have a low time to kill pub is a great example. You can take three or four bullets to the chest and you're dead. And that happens within less than a second. And being able to react to that is very difficult. So you really have to be on top of your shit. Whereas if you have this this shield as well as all of this health, and you can take a lot of bullets, well, your ability to react then it is not, it doesn't need to be as high or as swift because you have way more time to react to the situation and, you know, get out of it or turn and shoot the other person. And so that's the sort of stuff that always frustrates me. Uh, and that just goes back to like the days when I would play Call of Duty. Like I, I was the type of guy that always played hardcore mode because I I appreciated that low time to kill that I was punishing the other players because they weren't as fast or they didn't respond as well or just caught them off guard or whatever. Like that was always way more satisfying to me versus, you know, somebody who had a, a better internet connection, took a few more bullets and was able to just turn and, and poop me in the face, you know? And so yeah, that's that's, that's probably my biggest gripe. But again, I think yeah. that's 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 more subjective than anything. Uh, I, I I can't say that that inherently, like objectively, makes the game bad. It's just something that I personally dislike about it.
2: I'm with you on that, Griff. Like Griff's got such great candor that he doesn't bother to write in the show notes because we actually had the exact same <laughs> thing. My dislike is uh is the time to kill as well because it really it takes the whole base out of sniping. It becomes completely useless.
1: If yeah, you you can't one shot anybody
2: can't one-shot one shot anyone, yeah. So you hit them once, they go behind a rock, they heal, they pop back out. You hit them again, it just goes on and on. So you're really forced just to push immediately, which is great. And if you do that, because there's lots of people that are still playing like it's PUBG, they're doing that. They're just peeking the same rock five times. And that's just pure death in this game. Movement is, is life. And if you're not running and moving, you don't have to re-peek a rock twice ever in this game well you shouldn't you should just move
1: and that's interesting that you bring that up because i have heard people say because they have the different legends and people talk about oh because they have these different abilities and that it, that's going to shape the meta of the game and I, I, for anybody that's unaware like uh the meta is sort of like the game within the game like how you play the game outside the intended method or the me- intended mechanics of the game uh league of legends dota is really big on that but like one thing that kind of is silly, and you mentioned this about how you can't one-shot anybody, so you're constantly having to push. Well, based on that, you're really limiting the play styles that become effective in this game, essentially killing your meta, right? Like, it doesn't matter what abilities your, your legends have or whatnot, because if the only effective way to play the game is to continually push, because you have to get in there and put as much fire on somebody as you can, then... Like essentially all other playstyles become inefficient
2: sure do you think that's intentional then Just so that there is no said meta um, manipulated meta
1: in, in a way I think that might be intentional but I also think that you know coming off of Titanfall, which was really praised for its Titan frenetic gunplay and its movement systems at the same time, which were all very fluid and, and sort of unique to that game itself. Uh, I know that they wanted like, hey, why don't we try to take what we know from that and put it into this BR space, which is awesome, and it works super well. I think, I, I think the movement in the game is probably one of the most satisfying things to do and probably one of the more satisfying things to watch as a spectator. But I, I think that uh, it just the game is forcing you to play in a way that if somebody wanted to be more methodical or calculated, it it doesn't really serve those types of players.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I think for me to kind of just piggyback onto what you were saying is There's a lot of little things that I don't like about Apex, but I could do the same thing for Blackout and PUBG and everything else. Of course. So I think where I want to focus on is where I think PUBG is still winning right now. And it's going to be really interesting to see how Apex evolves. And there's two key areas that I think PUBG really wins right now. Actually, three. So gunplay is... They beat everybody in gunplay. I think that's a given. I think most people that play PUBG would agree with me. Mm -hmm. But the second one for me is actually custom servers.
1: Mm, I think
0: this is underutilized. The scene is really kind of cool, and we're going to jump into this a little bit later in the show. But I think PUBG having custom servers already built out and they're fleshing them out is going to be a huge competitive advantage in the very near future. I can see that. And then the other side is the competitive scene. Absolutely. So when, when they launched Apex, they did the Twitch rivals thing, which I think is really cool, right? You get a bunch of big streamers, you get a bunch of good personalities, they stream it. They go for four hours.
1: And then what keeps I don't like on. is
0: that they what I what I don't like is that they keep doing these pub stomps. Right. And it's where they go in these public games and it's all about getting the most kills and basically just slaughtering casual players. Right? right. But you also have players that, if they're in tune, they can actually mess with streamers by stream sniping them and hiding. You know, so there's so much variance in how and who actually wins that I don't think it's a good format. And again, we're going to talk about the NPL for PUBG. But having a fleshed-out competitive scene, I think, is also a place where PUBG really wins. Because I don't think they can just keep running Twitch rivals over and over. That's going to get really boring really quick. Agreed. Um, it's already hard to watch, in my opinion. So,
1: Yeah, the, the, competitive, the competitive scene is going to be super important for PUBG. And I think that's one of the reasons, too, why it's going to continue to have a, a life is... Look at CS:GO as a, as a prime example. That game hasn't really been like zeitgeist relevant in several years, but it's still a popular game because it has a competitive scene. I think Rocket League is in the same position right now. Rocket League's not the big game everybody's playing, but to the pros and the people that are still interested in that game, it still has a life because of that.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Any other uh, thoughts on Apex, guys? Before we move back into PUBG land,
1: I'm good.
2: Not. Just with you, you, you said before that you've basically just been playing it since it came out in PUBG. You haven't at all. And, and you asked me earlier if I'd been playing it. And yeah, it's pretty much the same. I'm playing Apex like 100% of the time. But it, purely because on the ghetto PC I was using, the ancient one, it, it it ran. It ran quite well. And PUBG didn't run, like, at all. I got 12 frames in PUBG. I'm getting 60 frames in Apex. And part of what, what Griff was saying before about making it accessible and that's why it's so successful. It's definitely going to help when you don't. It's not so taxing on your computer.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is why we need PUBG Lite faster than than we know.
2: Mm. It'll be interesting to see how how much faster it actually comes out at. Well, uh, we'll
0: see if it actually does anything, right? Because the people that are already running PUBG on their PCs, uh, does anybody care about PUBG Lite? I, I don't know. I don't.
2: Mm. That's true. Well, I would have last week. Now I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we've we've lost Heathie, so there's just there's no point.
2: It's over.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, with on that note, let's jump over to uh, the Vikendi Pass. Mm. All right. So it feels a little bit weird to come back and talk about Vikendi and the pass, as this is something that launched with the official release of the map. 10 uh, week program we're in week 9 right now so the vikendi pass is coming to an end uh, and if you all remember when we first talked about this on the show we had some pretty harsh critiques about the missions and some of the daily missions and how that kind of was released and how hard some of those things were to actually do um, so let's uh let's just do a quick recap on how we feel how how this pass went on uh, you know, what What do you guys think about it? Did they did they deliver on this? What do you think?
1: Well, uh, do you want to go first, Heath, or you want me to?
2: No, I want to abstain. I hated the Vikendi Pass. I, even the episode, I wasn't in the episode. When you talked about the Vikendi Pass, I was just listening to it going, oh my God, can we stop talking about Vikendi Pass? I find it <laughs> absolutely dull. Um, so I'm happy to hand on the baton and just sit this whole section out. All right. So I'm well, not going to say anything about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the, I think to me, the only way that I can properly describe the Vikendi Pass is to do so with an analogy or a metaphor. And mm-hmm. that is that to me, the Vikindi Pass is a lot like somebody who's a really good friend who's also a piece of shit. <laughs> so, in the sense that, like, it's. Who hurt you? <laughs> A lot of people. No. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, so he's, he's a good friend in the sense that, you know, you're you're hanging out a lot. You're doing things together. Like, even stuff that you would be doing by yourself, now you have somebody to do it with. And you get little rewards every once in a while, right? You, like, you get some high fives, a couple of good game slaps on the ass. Like, he gives you some free shit every once in a while. Hey, my mom just made some popcorn. You want some popcorn? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want some popcorn. Let's get to that. And so... It's all these little things that it's like, oh, this is just really cool. Like, these are small little perks and benefits to having this person in my friend. And then every once in a while, his love is, becomes this oddly conditional, but like in ways that you can't even possibly imagine. So it's like, <laughs> hey, man, I'd like to give you a really dope high five, but I need you to drive a doom buggy 500,000 kilometers. And you're like... <laughs> Well, that that seems a little excessive. I mean, all, just for a high five is like, well, fuck you. You don't want my high five then. Well, no, I kind of want it, but I don't, I don't feel like I have to spend that much time in a dune buggy to get it. The point I'm trying to say is some of these things are really cool. I, I was a really big advocate for achievements back in the day when they started doing that on the Xbox 360 because it gave me a reason to maybe do some extra things in a game that I might not have done previously or put more life into a game than wasn't previously going to be there. On the other hand, there was also games that I played strictly just for the achievement points. I mean, it's, it's sort of like this antithetical like one-night stand, essentially, I had with this game. And I never thought about it ever again, but I got my 1,000-gamer score, and that's all that mattered. And so I, I appreciate when games give you something to do. What I don't appreciate is when they treat you like a dumbass, and they give you the most ignorant, illogical things to do in your game. And that's yeah. where I have the problem with it.
0: Yeah, see, it's it's really funny because I know I'm on the opposite end of this because when I look at those types of things, I look at them and I'm like, I'm going to choose not to do that. But hmm. I, I play with a lot of people who are like, there's an achievement there and points available with it. They feel like they have to do it. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, that's I'm not getting, I'm not going to the bottom of that frozen river again. I'm, <laughs> I'm just not going to do it.
1: Well, and it's the only time in the game's history where you get a guaranteed roadmap of what you can unlock. Otherwise, they're always like, hey, you can spend some of your battle points to get a crate. Like, that's kind of dope. What's in the crate? Uh, Some of this, some of this, some of this. Awesome. What am I most likely to get? Uh, The same fucking striped shirt you've been getting. Uh Oh, what? That doesn't seem fair. Well, if you want nicer shit, there's, you know, this other crate over here, but it's going to cost a couple of bucks to open it. What's in it? Uh, Some more dope shit, but mostly stuff that you're not going to like. Oh, okay. Th-
2: th- th- thanks, Bob G. <laughs> it's so true. I've been selling my unopened crates on the market, on the Steam market. Have you guys ever done that?
1: I haven't. I need to start doing I that. I did
2: a while ago, but I haven't recently. Yeah, I, I needed two bucks to buy The Witcher on special because I'd never played it before. And uh, I think, well, Papa Stannemus was talking about it, I think, you know, later in the show. And um, it was on special for two bucks. I was like, two bucks? I can scrounge up two bucks. <laughs> Got it in 10 minutes. Just threw away some roll rated crates for 60 cents piece. Well, there you go. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's
1: a winner. Ah, come on. What's there to hate? I,
0: I know I'm a PUBG apologist when it comes to these passes because, you, oh, yeah. you know what? Yeah. I, I'm a total casual boy when it comes to them, right? I just I load them up and then I just kind of see what I unlock as it goes. And what? for me the content that you get from 10 bucks over that amount of time with a new map and then getting some cool new cosmetics, it's worth it to me.
1: 100%. And I agree.
0: So from that, that's kind of the stance I take. Cause that's how I play it. Um, you know, that being said, I, you know, there's some of them that I have looked at. I'm just like, either they just didn't know or they really had a good laugh in the boardroom. When they made some of these things. <laughs> You know, and some of them, we kind of went at length with them, but some of them were pretty funny, right? When people were doing the Uzi challenge, you Mm -hmm. know, come on, you can't tell me that you didn't sneak up on them and wait till they were on like round 250 and go kill them. I mean, it's brutal, but I did it. I know I did it.
1: Yeah, you just imagine them on the board meeting like, so why do you you want them to shoot 300 rounds from an Uzi in one game? Because fuck them.
0: Okay. (laughs) And make sure it's only Tommy Gun. Right. At least till next month.
1: Yeah, it's so silly. But I'm with you, man. Like, it's $10, which I, I, a lot of people are like, don't give them your money, dude. Like, why are we paying for this crap? And I'm going, dude, $10 is probably the least egregious amount of money any video game company's ever asked of me to spend. Like, I have spent some pretty larger sums of money for way dumber things. I mean, that's part of being an adult and that sometimes you feel like you have a disposable income and you're just like, ah, eh, I, you know, I'm going to spend $50 on this. Why? Cause I can, what's the value in it? I don't, I don't know. I just wanted to, you know, so to have something that like I feel is equally, it's worth $10. It's not worth, it's not worth more, but it's also not worth less. Like I feel like it's appropriately priced.
0: So yeah, we're just uh, right down the middle on
1: this one
0: we- <laughs> kind of love to hate it right it's i'm glad they're putting content in they're trying stuff i think they can do a better job i think the model that they now are going to be compared to for the foreseeable future is apex naturally and i think they need to look at that and take a good look at it because why not at this point so
1: why not blue hole what's your neighbor (laughs) doing getting into his shit
0: that's right so i alluded to it uh, earlier, and I want to jump into the NPL, the competitive the competitive scene. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, so, really briefly, where we're at here is the preseason for the National PubG League is near is complete. Uh, phase one is nearing its end, which will be March 9th. So, the preseason had a prize pool of a hundred thousand dollars, which was. Uh, that bracket was won by Tempo Storm taking home $50,000 prize pool. And Phase 1 has a $200,000 total prize pool up for grabs. Yeah. And then there will be a Phase 2. You know, so honestly... I haven't paid a ton of attention to the prize pools, but when I saw those dollar amounts, I was actually pretty surprised they were that high. Right for only being preseason and then the first stage of the actual cycle. Did that surprised anybody else?
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, it seems like a lot, but you know what? At the same time, like that's how you keep your competitive scene relevant by making it worth the players who play it to continue to to play it and grind it and you know all that other good stuff.
0: Right and and I'm, I would say I'm pretty glad about it I'm glad that players that are grinding this out and do, and going after their competitive scene, I'm glad there's money out there for them right. uh, but now I want to talk about the viewer experience and my experience with the NPL because admittedly I've watched very very little of the NPL as it's being streamed live like maybe two hours total the entire event
1: same z's and right it's it's tough it's a little tough
0: so before i kind of divulge why i'm not watching why aren't you watching
1: um well i'll tell you time of day hurts Uh, i feel like they they do it at I feel like I do it like in the middle of the day versus like maybe like in the evenings or something. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's always on whenever I'm in the middle of doing something else <laughs> or, or like yeah, I've got to be design. a person. Um, but I know that that kind of varies from region to region. So it just depends on where they're hosting the games. But, um, you know, I, I know that baseball is no different. You know, if it, it's a day game or a night game and you know, that all varies based on where in the country it's being played. But um, I think honestly, one of the hardest things is, has to honestly do with the replay mode or, or the, the spectate mode and how there's a jankiness to it that doesn't feel as natural as whenever you're watching it from a direct player's perspective. If that makes sense. Like sure. Something about it feels, I don't know, I guess just janky. Like I don't, I don't really have any other good way to, to explain it. And so you're trying to watch it from that point of view and then they'll zoom out and then they'll show where everybody's at. Um, but then they're also highlighting everybody. So they like, it's trying to help you as a viewer, but then it's sort of like, I hate, I don't know. It, it's not as exciting as I feel it should be. And I feel like there's something they're missing.
0: Boom. You hit it on the head for me. Um, before I jump into that though, Heath, you, you have something to say?
2: No, you're about to say what I'm going to say, but you're going to be more articulate, so just go for it. (laughs) So,
0: Griff, you kind of hit it. You kind of danced around it. And for me, it's really simple. If the average match in PUBG, let's call it 25 minutes, when I'm watching the pro scene, they are incentivized to place as high as they can, meaning survive as long as they can with a relatively small amount of... Emphasis put on actual kills. What this leads to is 15 to 20 minutes of extremely stale viewer experience, in my opinion.
1: Big O Snooze Fest.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And so, where I've actually found the most enjoyment from the NPL. Is watching the highlight reels after the fact mm-hmm. because they're putting together the last, you know, three to five minutes of each match, or the best where kills. These teams, yeah, where there's ten teams in tiny circles forced to interact finally after they're all out of smoke grenades and they can they can't hide in a ravine somewhere anymore.
1: And that that, that is, is amazing. Actually, yeah, that that's the best part cuz you watch like you said like five or eight teams in this like the like the fourth circle, which is pretty small compared to, to like that many players and you're just like, "All right, fuckers, figure it out. Like how are you going to get out of this one, you know?" Um but
0: yeah, and I respect the pro players, right? They've had to learn this system, adapt to it and mm-hmm. get good at it. But from a viewer perspective, and we we dug into this a few episodes ago, When there was the rumors of the competitive points from the Asia League potentially going global, where the kills really matter, Mm -hmm. as a viewer, that's what I want. I want to watch somebody who frags out and just kills somebody. I'm going to say that over and over and over (laughs) again, and I hope PUBG is paying attention. Because honestly, I could care less about the first 15 minutes of a match. I don't care where Tempo Storm lands every game and why no one else wants to challenge him right. and how they've carved out this amazing route down the middle of Arangel. I want to see the guy on Tempo Storm who can kill everybody. And I want them flicking car 98 shots. I want them just tucking grenades, like doing crazy stuff that we see on streams all day long.
1: I agree. Well, and, and there's a couple, there's another thing that I think also is a hindrance, and I'm going to bring up uh, League of Legends again, mostly because it's a game I've played for you know seven, eight years now, but um, that and Counter-Strike. These are two games that have a very strong, prominent, competitive scene. Rocket League as well, if you want to throw that in there. And the biggest difference between League, CSGO, and Rocket League versus PUBG is that whenever... I sit down and I boot up League of Legends. I'm playing the same client, the same maps, the same characters. Everything is exactly the same as it is on the competitive stage. Um, PUBG does not have the same luxury. Like If I'm a pro player, I don't get to practice the way competitive PUBG plays because... The servers don't allow me the chance, the opportunity to do that unless we go and do custom servers, in which case it's not really trying to mimic a real life game because, well, now you got to get a whole bunch of people in here and it becomes a whole, you know, big hassle, I guess. And I feel like that's one thing that's really holding it back. Like, why don't we have competitive hardcore style servers? where it's actually, hey, play the same variant that the pros get to play with the, the faster circles and the better loot and all this stuff, you know.
2: Yeah, that sounds great. I'd love to have that all the time. Mm-hmm. Just make it, make it more entertaining for everybody, cut out the boring stuff, make it watchable, but for us as well while we play. Like right. you say, if we, if we had parity between the two, it'd be a lot shorter step to, to the competitive world. Well, and it's
1: funny because what it tells me is that even PUBG Corp themselves don't believe that the game as it exists now for the public is not good enough to be a competitive game.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I kind of disagree with that, though, because even in games like Counter-Strike... There's always been leagues like CPL, like FaceIt, that have a different rule set or a different tick rate on the servers Sure, where they're a little more focused on the competitive scene. And now, granted, they have a competitive queue in that game. And I think you're spot on, though. I, I don't understand why there isn't a competitive button that I can click and join in. Because they've already got the PUBG custom server, they've got the custom servers fleshed out. Right? Why wouldn't you flex that and make a different mode that's available for people through matchmaking? That's exactly like what the pros are doing. I, I agree. I really do.
2: I, I would have said that it's because they didn't want to split the player pool, except for they constantly splitting the player pool, mm-hmm. especially with the customs. You know, opening that to the public.
0: Well, oh, yeah, and I cr- I cried for uh, map selection when we didn't have it, and now I'm crying to take it away. Like,
2: mm. <laughs> I just I don't want it anymore. I think you and I spoke about it the other day that we both enjoy playing Miramar, which oh, none of my yeah. other friends do. Dude, okay. I haven't who, played a game of Miramar forever.
1: Who are these people that hate Miramar? That's I can't figure this out to save my life, because like, everybody, like when the game was first released... Like, I remember IGN did their review of PUBG on the Xbox, and they were like, and the least favorite map, Miramar. I'm like, who the fuck told you that's the worst map? Like, that, there's nothing wrong with that map. Like, it's just, it, it's different, and people don't like different. But it's like, okay, so you got to adjust your play style a little bit. you know? I, I think after. it
0: came out and was so slow compared to Erangel, and the cover was so different that it just kind of, I don't know, there were so many things when it came out, right? It, the cover was different it was open it was bigger it took longer for the matches they made it so that nine games out of ten you were getting miramar for a while on yeah that's server that so i true. think everyone burnt out on it mm-hmm. and that's where those feelings came from and they just kind of resonated through the community like well somebody said they hated it so i hate it too
1: yeah mm-hmm. and and now nobody gets to see it anymore they're like what happened to miramar and like oh yeah that was a fun map and like oh no 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 <laughs> You guys didn't speak up for this shit when it was playable, and now nobody ever sees it anymore.
0: And then, yeah, and they also gutted a bunch of the good buildings mm-hmm. <laughs> from that. They said, "Oh, these pe- these are places people like to drop. <laughs> Let's take the buildings out that they like to go to." They're
1: like, well, I, f- I Fox and Martin, I don't want to land there anymore. Mm-hmm. Or El <laughs>
0: Azahar, that was my spot, man. That was my jam, and they took out the uh, three god tier buildings there. So, yeah, I I really think we could. Uh, Beat the competitive, you know, scene to death, and why they don't do that. And we've kind of alluded to our last major topic here, which is the custom servers. And I, it sounds like we all agree that they could do more to bring a competitive scene to the casual player, or even the not so casual player, the person who wants to be amateur or wants to push pro league. I, th- I don't even understand what the path to do that would be right now. Yeah, I have it no doesn't idea. make sense to me. I mean, that that's a problem. I think for the for the future, I think that's something they've got to solve, right? But I I do want to spend some time talking about PUBG customs, and again, we've got an awesome interview uh, that we're going to get to related to PUBG customs. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys: like, have you guys done like a lot of streamers will do a community day where they're doing custom games with their viewer base, or there's People like Papa Stanimus, who we have on here for an interview, that does custom games on the you know nearly daily. Have you guys jumped into these? What do you guys think about them?
1: Uh, I I've done barely any to be honest, so I'm out on this one unfortunately.
2: Oh wow, you missed an out. It's really cool. Well, usually like because well,
1: it happens on the weekends, and then I'm I'm busy. I got to be a dad mm -hmm. and stuff, (laughs) so I don't I don't get to play on the weekends.
2: Oh, fair enough. Like with Pop like uh, M T B trigger said, Papa does them most days. Papa Stanimus, he'll be in, coming up in a minute. But that's who i who I kind of found that was really good at the, the war games and the custom modes and it's because he actually does them like well. I don't know if you've ever joined a custom match and they you know, they change all the loot tables so much that and they just mess it up. Like they make the circle size huge and they don't have enough guns and nothing really happens. You you drop in and no one can find anything or this. Right. You know, it's grenades only or just something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. And it's quite frustrating. I think a lot of people move away from customs because, because they've had bad experiences. You know, queuing up for a long time, joining a game that sucks, and then and, yeah, stuff it I just play a normal game. But, yeah, Papa's really, really great at it. And another one I played in Australia, He's um, his name's Alexa. He's a streamer. And he was using Faceit because there's quite long wait times on the Australian Faceit between games, and he was running customs in between games and advertising it on the face it, And again, it's the same thing. It's someone that's just got it dialed in. So the game's become very fun. Yeah, and what you said
0: about jumping into customs and having it kind of a mess and unorganized, Mm -hmm. that's actually exactly what my experience was. And I stayed away from them for a long
2: time. Is that because of the Robbins games that he used to organize?
0: No, I actually, when those were going strong was actually... I first discovered the podcast. Hmm. And at that time, it didn't work out with my schedule. I always got in at the very end of them. So I didn't really get to experience those. I just experienced some other ones that were out in various other communities. And it was like, well, I can queue up solo and play 10 games over, you know, three hours, or I can go play two custom matches. Well, I'm going to pick solo queue every time. But recently, uh, there's a few streamers. One is uh, Hambino, three O's, if you know him. Uh, He does a a viewer event on weekends. He does a community day. And these things are fast. They're organized. You play more games than you could in a solo drop. And they're doing three times loot. And they're doing fast circles. And it just makes for awesome gameplay that's just a little bit different. But it's organized. And it's, it's honestly, I think it's so underutilized this game and i i want to see it explode i really do and i'm not sure what the exact formula is to get people back into them i don't know if it's to limit who has access to make custom servers again i, th-
2: I think that's I, the way to go just take all the noobs off <laughs> that just they're just st- destroying it you don't know who's good at it and who's not until you join the game you know and trial and error that's that's not a fun way to find out if people can do what they say they're doing
0: right yeah so anyway, I, I think it's uh, if you haven't done PUBG Customs, I'm going to encourage everybody to find a streamer that's doing them or tune into Papa Stanimus or anybody that's doing their you know, community games. A lot of times it doesn't matter with sub or not. You can jump into these things and they're a blast. Uh, so I'm going to encourage you to do that. But without further ado, I want you guys to hear from somebody who's doing this, doing it very successfully, who has built a community around it, and is somebody that we had uh, on for an interview here. So well, let's roll that, and we'll catch you guys on the other side.
2: Today we have Papa Stanimus king of PUBG customs, iconic Twitch streamer, and fellow gamer, joining MTP Trigger and myself, Kithy, for his thoughts on PUBG and other battle royales, custom games, tournaments, and we'll probably ask him a few personal questions too. Hi, Papa. Welcome to the show. How are
3: you? I'm doing great, dude. Thank you for thank you for having me here. Thank you for having me here. I just had a long stream day, but here I am. I got a Jack and Coke in hand, and I'm here hanging out with you guys, and uh, I've been looking forward to being on this show for a couple of weeks now.
2: That's great, man. I just caught the end of your cast today and it was pretty impressive to watch the end of that tournament finish up. And I'm really glad we caught you tonight because you seem like you're in real chipper mood. You had a, a lot of viewers and your subs were going up. And it's really great to catch you when on a high.
3: Yeah. Fridays are good for me. I've been doing the tournaments on Fridays and those are, those, those are like really crazy days because everyone sees something interesting happening on a stream that's been part of this growing community and then they're finally seeing something eventful happen instead of it just being a daily game cast now every friday there's a big event for everyone to look forward to so everyone kind of shows up on the same day and we do really good on the views and stuff and i'm i'm feeling like a like an actual streamer now you know it's kind of it's kind of a cool feeling to like you know you are you, starting to you're starting to see something happen before your eyes after with a lot of work with streaming
0: that's awesome man yeah we uh, we actually heard about you through a few members in the Discord uh, for the Winter Winter community a few months ago, and a few of us have been checking it out. Uh, so, for I mean, for those that are uninitiated, I mean, for us, obviously, this is a PUBG podcast. But do you want to give us just kind of the rundown of your kind of gaming background and what you're streaming, and you know, maybe the sixty second version of what you're all about in the Twitch universe?
3: All right. Well, I've been streaming for a few years. Alright, and, uh, I just kind of messed around. I had some obligations that I was taking care of the first couple years of streaming and just having fun with it. But I went through a lot of training grounds, a lot of technical trials and tribulations, and I learned a lot about, uh, performing on Twitch and networking and building a community and over that time. Just kind of went through like a training time. My obligations that I was kind of worried about, uh, during those first two years, uh, were done with, and, and in 2000, 18 I spent the entire year as a full-time streamer, not necessarily full-time paid, um, but full-time as in putting all the like full-time hours every day, like eight hours a day into streaming. And um I built a community around PUBG. So I kinda started off playing Final Fantasy games and stuff like that, and I got into PUBG because of the custom games. I heard about the custom games being opened up to the public. So, uh, day one on test servers, I was there custom games. I've been doing, since they've been released to the public, I've been hosting custom games daily, uh, even since the test server, the first day. Cause th- I did that day, there was me and two other guys and we jumped into a server and it just magically filled up. Wow. People were eager to join a server that was available. So it filled up. We played a game and I messed up the settings and, you know, and then we, we did it again. We just kept filling them up over and over and over again. And then the test servers were done, and they released it on main PUBG. And I was still logged into the test servers trying to get the servers to fill it up. And they're like, yo, dude, it's moved over to main. I'm like, okay. So I went and checked out main PUBG, and there it was. The servers, custom servers and, and regular PUBG. And it's been history ever since. I've been uh, hosting them basically six to eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, ever since. Um, oh, yeah. There was a lot of days where, I, you know, at the beginning, I did a lot of 12-hour plus streams, really grinding them out. But I got real burnt out and I taught myself to do uh, short and productive streams instead of long Have streams. you ever
0: done the uh, dreaded 24-hour stream? Never
3: done that, but I've gotten close with some of my customs. I've done like 16-hour customs, um, you know, and I know I could do a 24-hour, but I-, I honestly think that that's kind of a novelty from the past on Twitch. And Twitch is always changing, you know, and there's like, so, I mean, imagine the first person or the first thousand people to do a 24-hour stream, you know, like, that was a long time ago, and it's not really that big of a deal anymore. So I, I don't think I'm ever really going to do one of those. I think that it's um, – and if I did, it would probably only be once because then I'll, I'll realize why it's a bad idea <laughs> That's, a, one.
2: that's <laughs> how I found you, Popper. I was I was striving to try and find a good custom game to join, and I was getting very frustrated with the settings being incorrect for the matches, which is when it was opened up to the public and anyone could just set them up. A lot of people didn't really know what they were doing.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. I and was one of them.
2: Yeah, well, you've, you've worked it out now, and I've heard you on your stream mm-hmm. once talk about you have a formula to work out like ring sizes per people and that sort of thing. Is that anything you could give away to us? You know, like, or is that yeah? Is it's that really simple.
3: Secret? I, I yeah. give it away on the stream every day. Cause mm-hmm. Some people ask me why do you do because I, I started off with sixteen players. We get like six guys in there, and then it just starts kind of filling up. People start coming in there, um, and uh, once it gets to about twelve or thirteen players, I bump it up to twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Right. once it gets up to like 22, 23, I bump up to 39. Once it gets up to 32, 33, 49. Right. And then uh, 49 is the amount of players I, I do because uh, even though you could do 100, hundred, forty nine is the smoothest settings. Okay. So, you know, yeah. just kind of universally. Um, and uh, so I do 49 in teams of four. So that means that on team 13, there's always a one man team. <laughs> and I always bug. So there's a few reasons why I do that. One of them is uh, because people go crazy over it, like the CD guys. It just drives them nuts, and it's kind of a you know internal wall, you know, Andy Kaufman type comedy. It's not really comedy for the viewer; it's for the comedian to laugh at the people watching. That's right. great. So it's kind of yeah. that, but also there's always a crazy guy that always wants to be by himself, who always wants to be, go solo, do the solo squad, or sometimes you know it's it is team thirteen. So sometimes it's just some unlucky bastard that got stuck in there. <laughs> However, it's my personal opinion that in War Mode customs, if you're playing a uh, in a solo team, you don't have to compete for kills with your teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to get better at it. You know, I get kind of angry on my stream because people are always trying to like protect me. They're like pop, they're excited, they want to play with me, you know, but they, and they want to protect me. Right. They want to yeah. they want to keep me from getting killed. But what it does is it keeps me from getting kills. <laughs> so That's I get cool. a little frustrated sometimes. But. So, I actually, uh, if, if I wasn't the host, I would, I would try and snag that solo squad every single time, personally, just so I can get more kills per game. So, anyways, that's the story on that. And the formula, the formula for filling them up is that, uh, you know, like 30, you, you do 29 instead of 30 because 30 is so much more than 29 right so it's marketing sales it's 101, i want yeah <laughs> it's really simple right so that's why there's prices 29.99 you know like even the vi- i got a really big donation for a video card yesterday and the price is like 6 or 829.99 or something like that right hmm. and it's like 829.99 is so much cheaper than 830 bucks it just is to your mind, it is like you You can try and trick yourself and be as intelligent as you can. And a a lot of people can, you know, obviously 24 seven, not let that affect their judgment, but at some point, you know, most people it's going to affect their judgment at some point, you know, and it just, it's built into the world around you. So I do that in the customs because it, I just, I've done so many of them. I've tried it without doing the method and they fill up slower because people leave. If it's 29, if there's, if there's, 20 people out of 29 in a server it's almost full, it's ready to go but if there's 20 people out of 30 people are going to start dropping you're going to start seeing that drop to the teens You know, yeah, like, th- you put it, th- th- that's the real hook with weird. your stream
2: I think, is that if you're you, you see the popper game in war mode that's how I found you, I saw it listed in in war mode and so I, I searched popper standimus on Twitch, because that was the name of the, the game and yeah, the, the the wait time's not there because you're you're being entertained while you're waiting for the game to fill up. You we're getting direct feedback from you that what is happening, what settings you're putting on. You know, if you're just waiting at it on a on a blank black screen waiting for a game to start and you're seeing it fill up and fill up and fill up and then people are leaving and you get bored and you leave yourself, you know, it's a real recipe for disaster. So, yeah, watching yeah, you your gotta stream speed opinion, it up. Yeah.
3: You gotta speed it up. However, um, if you dominate the front page like I do, you can sit there and really milk it. You can sit there and milk it, you know, like <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm not shitting on any of the other custom streamers. I actually encourage them to keep doing what they're doing and, and I want to help them refine it even more. Uh, I help all the other custom streamers in the community. I'm get, I'm rallying every, everyone up together instead of trying to be against each other. Yeah. We're here to levitate each other. So there's another custom streamer, uh, Skippy, R-A underscore Skippy D. Um, he, he's doing some really big things and I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to levitate him and, and give him as much as my audience as I can because, uh, we all have to work together to make the custom games bigger. PUBG is is threatened by games like Apex and stuff like that, and it's not going to die or anything. But the customs mm. are really slow. So when the customs are slow, like they have been recently with the release of Apex, to keep everyone entertained in the chat, what I'll do is I'll I'll throw on uh, some marble races. Uh, I, had a, I had I had to go really with that today. It was week. really cool. I'd, so, yeah, I've never so seen that. These. Keeps yeah. everyone entertained. And every, yeah. You know, like you don't even have to, you don't have to download nothing. It just it's all on my computer. You know, you just type in the chat. And then your marble goes, and you hope for it to win. It's like gambling, you know, but without the risk. And uh, so that keeps everyone going. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with stuff uh, as much as I can to to keep keep things going because the the games are kind of slowing down. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm I'm also keeping my eye out for any other major games that will have well, speaking of which, that well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah.
0: So when you you brought up something we wanted to talk about, What's that? and obviously at the time of recording here. It's only been out for a few days, but Apex has kind of been uh, taking the Battle Royale community by storm. Oh, yeah. And I kind of want to get your thoughts on it. Have you played it? What do you think?
3: I have and played just it. Just
0: give us the rundown.
3: I have played it, and I think it's a great game. Look, a lot of people, I know it's EA, and a lot of people don't like EA, and I, I like thinking thing th- th- from, about things from a business perspective. EA is very much business perspective. It's very easy for me to comprehend and understand the way they think right and uh what they're doing right now and they they have all kinds of plans right this is just one of their many ips that they're planning i'm i'm sure they they had a uh, they had a lot of hopes for this to do well and it is doing well and i hope it continues to what i'm hoping to see from apex is for it to take a big piece of the pie of the battle royale i want it to succeed um i want it to take a big piece of the battle royale pie which it has already we just need to see if they can maintain it i want to see fortnite see a huge drop and I want to see a lot more people, you know. And this is a bias of mine because I'm more of a military shooter guy, right? I don't like the style of Fortnite personally. I'm I've always had a lot of respect for Fortnite, and my current feelings for Apex are similar to what Fortnite found with their own um, success, right? So I'm I I respect Fortnite. I res- you know, and I think it's a great game, and a lot of people like it, and it has its own way of doing things. I don't personally like to play it, but I want it to be successful. I want Apex to be successful too, because um, what's happening is, is we're seeing a lot of games pop up that are allowing tons of players to play in the same game. That's actually really cool. I mean, I remember the idea of this back on the PlayStation with the game called Mag, I think it was. There was like a hundred players or whatever plus in a game. And this is on like PS2 or 3 or something like that, right? This is back in the day, but they were pulling off some big servers, doing some cool tricks to get so many players in one game and i've always i've always kind of thought it was a bummer that we could we were just stuck in 64 man games and then we even started going backwards with games like call of duty after modern warfare mm-hmm. uh in modern warfare 2 they they dropped custom servers and the bam you have like 12 man games instead of 64 so they went kind of backwards and battlefield has kept the strides uh they, but they've really streamlined 32 mans and uh it's really good to see pubg come out and say 100 man games you know like that's we, this is the future where you know it's 2019 and i want to i'm really glad that the the big thing about battle royales is how many players you could fit in a game and um the more games that we could get to successfully make money off of this kind of stuff the more cool things we're going to see with tons of players in one game i'd love to see a a big game in the future with a thousand freaking players running at least at the level of that pubg did when it first came out you know like when in the summer of 2017 when it started getting popular you know it, right, so w- why do you think
0: Apex took, took this uh, whole community by storm? Because why it works really it good. So well?
3: It works really good, and it's free. It's it's just like Fortnite, except it looks like Call of Duty, right? They have the same business formula. Thank you for getting me back on track. That's, that's a good question. <laughs> um, fucking Fortnite is, did so well because it works really good on all the platforms. It's cross-platform play as much as it can without any bureaucracy, right? And... Um, it, it works on the phone exactly the way it works on the phone or on the computer. You know, it's really streamlined and Apex is shooting for that too. I bet they're already in the works trying to figure out mobile. I guarantee it a free mobile <laughs> version because they really want that money. They want that money. They want that free game skin money. That's what they're trying to get. And what they did is they have that origin money behind it already and, and the talents of Respawn Entertainment, the guys who made Water Warfare. Right. That the last good Call of Duty game, in my opinion, because it had this, the customs, you know, the 64 man's and stuff. I'm a customs guy. Sure. So, so, you know, these guys, they're the, they, they invented the modern shooter, you know, that we see with Call of Duty that like we had the whole era of just military guys dressed up in military with a gun and we still have it on the front of a game cover. Like that's all modern warfare for (laughs) or modern warfare, Call of Duty modern warfare. And that's the, that's the team respawn. And, uh, so they created Titanfall and now they made their own. Um, the big thing that's really the big success is the team here. Like, they the team has a lot of clout and they're really good at what they do. They're well recognized, well respected, and then they have that origin money. So the, the worst thing they have going for them is two things. One, the name sucks. Two, or it's EA behind them and everyone has a bad taste about it. But <laughs> if you take those emotions and set those aside, they have an incredible game. And I really do think that, um, they're going to maintain their success. I've already seen a 30% drop and PUBG's daily numbers be- since the release of this game. Wow. Um, and it's maintaining. So they were doing about, when Vikendi came back, they started doing a million players again, um, peaking every day, right? And then Apex came out, and they're hitting about 700,000. Sure. And before Vikendi, they were losing 100,000 a month. So PUBG is in trouble. They They need to release some new content. Vikendi's not enough, and I hope it's not the only thing they have up their sleeve, but I think it is for now.
0: So let me ask you this: when when we're talking, you know, our, our community, the Winter Winter community, is focused on PUBG.
3: Now that being said,
0: we're all gamers. Everybody here's playing different stuff. There's been a lot of great conversation about Apex. What what are the things that you think would be good to take from Apex to PUBG, if anything? Because I'm kind of with you. Oh, I'm a, I'm kind good of a military question. shooter kind of guy. Good but they question. So and actually, cool I forgot things. about this.
3: PUBG has the, they have a rebuttal. I forgot all about PUBG Lite, a free free PUBG. You only get Arangal, you only get Erangel, but you get everything PUBG m- minus the maps. So you get Arangal, right? If you want the other maps, buy the damn game. That's what's gonna happen, dude. That's what's gonna be right there. That's gonna help them out. I don't know if it's enough, but a free PUBG. See, that's the thing. It's all about it being free and easy to run on your computer. Mm. That's the thing. So if they make if they make a PUBG Lite and it's compatible with regular PUBG, like. If you're playing PUBG, you own the game, and you jump in Arugal, you might be jumping in with some light players. You know, like that needs to work, right? And then what happens is you you get them sucked in, you get them a piece of the you know, a little taste, like drugs, right? You get a little drug dealer, right? You, you get them a you get them a little taste, right, with that Erangel, and they're gonna, dude. You guys have been playing PUBG a long time. You know how tired we were of Erangel and how excited we were for Miramar back then, all right? You guys know. You guys were there back then and dude, Miramar, we were so looking forward to it. It was kind of a letdown, but it was something different, right? We were so eager and then we got tired of Miramar and then we wanted, and then we got Sandhawk. Then we got tired of Sandhawk. Now we have a Kendi. Now we're going to get tired of a Kendi, right? The PUBG light guys Miramar. are going to be stuck with Erangel <laughs> only. If yeah. they want the other maps, they're going to have to cop up the 30 bucks. That's what's going to help PUBG into the future. I guarantee it. So that they, they need that free, that free audience that they could, they can suck into selling things to. Plus, the free audience also, they can buy skins, so they could double dip there. That's the big chance that PUBG has. That's their big move. There's there's not much else that I could really think of right now or that I am aware of that they're doing this big, but I have a, I have a lot of big hopes for the PUBG Lite thing. I think it's going to be a – they're just trying to compete with Fortnite being free, and it's a good move. When, when you're at home and you need a drink,
2: you just lean your head back and ask Brittany how many beers you have left. And she just brings you one. That's amazing. I, look, if I said to my wife, she would just rip me off my chair.
3: I mean, she will if I ask. But a lot of times, I'll be like, "Do you want something?" And I'll go grab. You know, it's kind of it's more equal on Still, the show though because yeah. it's funny, you know. Because it's I don't know. Oh, it's, it's just it's, it's a it's, it's a, just show it's life, a, isn't you it? know. Sort of, sort of. I mean, it's real, but it's it's you know, it's like I'll uh, I'll exaggerate. I'll be like, "Hey." Hey, Tuts, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> ding, 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 you know? Give me a drink, you know? She seems um, like she does a
2: fair bit of work with their custom setups as well. Like, she's a, she, a real helping She knows hand, what she's doing. Yeah? She helps
3: me out when she's here, yeah. Yeah. She's got the settings down, you know? She knows what's going on. I have pre- the preset setup, so it's a lot easier now. But yeah. even before presets, she knew all the settings. She'd go choo- 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 choo, so you switch through them. She's really good with that stuff. If uh, you show her how to do something, she'll just memorize it and.
2: That's amazing. I feel bad I didn't ask her to come on as well, to be honest. She's an integral part of your show. Would, would she have come you know, on if we'd probably, asked her?
3: She probably – no, probably not. Yeah, yeah right. She, she's, she's never done anything like it, and it'd probably be uh, – you know, I don't know. I don't know if she'd want to do it. She features in a lot of your transitions
2: Maybe and your, your short films as well. I, I really like those. They keep things entertaining. She and, helps me out, and yeah. Light. I yeah. need to have someone yeah.
3: else. Yeah. She's all I got. It's me, me, her and the dogs, man. That's, that's all we got. So those are my, those are my actors in all my videos, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a pain in the ass to get other people to help you out with stuff. Like my wife, she's always there for me. So that's I can always count on her to be in my videos.
0: So while we're on the uh, personal topics, I uh, looked at more thumbnails of your videos and clips than I care to admit. And I did not see any sleeves. So are you completely against them? <laughs> Do you use them off stream? I'm really curious about this.
3: All right. So, I mean, if it's really cold, you know, I'll put on a jacket, of course, you know. Um, but I actually. But does it have sleeves? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> as far as shirts go, I don't wear any shirts with sleeves because, I mean, and this is really, it might not be the answer you're looking for, but it's incredibly <laughs> simple. Sleeves are. Okay. So it's mathematically proven <laughs> that your shirt is lighter without sleeves. You can't disprove this. It is just true.
2: No, I, I would believe that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and and you know, for the sake of comfort because, you know, when you follow my stream on Twitch, you join the comfort club. For the sake of comfort, uh, you know, it's way more comfy and less heavy without sleeves, you know? They're too heavy you are at home. Oh yeah. That's it.
2: So. <laughs> that was an amazing question, Mike. I did not see that coming. I uh, thought I thought sleeves was some sort of answer, Twitch streamer another, another thing. To that yeah.
3: Another answer. is that um, my dad, he was a uh, you know he still is he's a biker. You know he always was. He was a uh, you know he, he was riding in biker groups and stuff like that. And and he uh, uh, he dressed like a biker my whole life. And one of the things he did is he always cut the sleeves off of his shirts because he was really he was kind of fat. And he made his shirts bigger by cutting the sleeves off. And they just fit more comfortably. And he was a biker guy. You know, he didn't care anyways. So, um, but, and and he uh, he lost a whole bunch of weight. And then I got fat. But he still had all these old clothes. So, he gave me all of his old shirts that he cut the sleeves off of. Uh, and I still have a lot of those. And then when I, I started, I just kind of, like, t- adopted my dad's own style. It's his biker style and i adopted it uh, because i started wearing a lot of his old shirts so i didn't have to buy any and uh now when i do buy shirts i cut the freaking sleeves off of them so that's, that's awesome. the other answer to it that's the real answer to it but they are they are you know shirts are way it's like a tunic dude it's comfy you should try it out so talking about you just talked about your dad and your
0: background a little bit on the sleeves but you mentioned modern warfare you mentioned that you're a military shooter. Tell me what other games are in your background. I mean, what's your Final tell Fantasy. us what kind of games you're into, and I want to know what's your guilty pleasure game. Final
3: Fantasy. That Final, <laughs> Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Final Fantasy. Japanese RPGs. I mean, I'll go outside of Final Fantasy. You know, I mean, and go out going outside of Final Fantasy for me is like going Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross. Yeah. But uh, I'll play other. There's still some twenty year old plus Japanese RPGs I'm still getting around to. But Final Fantasy is my my definite one. Um, uh, I I like turn based uh Japanese RPGs with the pixel art and the painted backgrounds and or rendered backgrounds and I I really enjoy uh a good a good story. You know, like some of these games have really crazy stories and you know about saving the world and you have all these crazy heroes and these big twists at the end of the game and great music. And then, um, and then you play them years later as an adult. And like, there's all these crazy, like speedrun strats everyone's coming up with that make the game still new 20 plus years later. Uh, you know, I, I like, I like these old Final Fantasy games, the old ones. Um, the new ones are cool too. You have me
0: at Chrono Trigger. So yeah, Cro- Chrono
3: right. Trigger and Chrono Cross. Uh, I like them very much. I think I like Cross better. I'm one of those guys just because, uh, I I I am a super nerd, and I actually am one of the people that has connected all the lore between the games, even though it's super confusing. So I'm I'm a lore guy with these 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 games. I like a game with a story. I like a single player experience. So I'm a single player story driven guy. I like The Witcher. You know, Witcher three that was a good story game. Um, and then I like me some competition. You know, so there's it's kind of two different extremes. I like both first person shooters and then the nerdy Japanese stuff. I love it all. Awesome. Thank you. Well,
0: I you you brought up a few things and we in the last uh, maybe it was two episodes ago, we kind of had a funny discussion about the story in PUBG and specifically we were talking about Ring of Elysium when it launched its new map and how they did some really cool stuff with the uh, blue zone as it were. You know, so we feel like PUBG's missing some of those story aspects. And you mentioned the lore, so I'm curious, is there anything in PUBG that you wish they would flesh out?
3: I always thought having a cool story would be dope. I actually, I invented a few of my own stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us one of those. You have to make your own fun. So, like, imagine if, uh, it's kind of like everyone's a clone of themselves. They do this in Star Citizen. So when you die, yeah. you, you you come back as a new clone of yourself, right? So you just – it's. or I thought of another thing. It would be really funny if it was just a bunch of crazy billionaires that are fucking saying, fuck it, you know, it's the end of the world. So they're having this crazy game to celebrate <laughs> the end of the world, you know, um. or like – or, uh, you know, playing off the idea of billionaires like there's – they're billionaires using like clone avatars that they're remotely controlling or something or I – you know. Or, 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 the TV show route, you know, that's all for a TV show. I thought of a, a bunch of different stuff and I, I wish they would add lore to it. However, um, I think the lack of lore in PUBG, uh, and the full focus on trying to make it work really good and, 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 you know, and they have a lot of cool ideas. Like, you know, PUBG, the thing that makes PUBG great is the combat system. You know, no one, there's nothing like it. And they keep working on it. And, you know, I mean, I know they could do more than one thing at once, but, Honestly, PUBG is, is such... The, the people that play PUBG don't care about story. They just want to kill each other and, and have competition, you know? So, I mean, it would be cool, but I just think it's completely unnecessary. And all the people that truly care about PUBG just won't care if there's a story or not. All they want is con- great gunplay, which is what PUBG offers. Yeah. And new maps when they get bored. Actually, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Like so you know PUBG is a a PUBG a, a a really I've never put this many uh, thousands of hours into a first person shooter ever. This is, you know I've been playing them my whole life and I've none none of them have captivated me for like two or three thousand hours, whatever I have in the game right now. Like I, I've never put that many. I've usually you know thousand tops if it was really good. Yeah, because I'm always moving around to the next game, and PUBG has uh, has kept me from checking out new stuff. I have Black Ops, the new one, didn't really play it that much. I have the new call, uh, the new Battlefield, didn't really play it that much. I've got Apex. I'm hungry to try it, but at the same time, it's like, dude, like you can't. There's not a single gun in Apex that's going to compare to the gunfire of the AK. You know, it just feels so good. Mm. It works so good. There's so much going on with that AK when you're firing it compared to some of these toy guns and these these other games. I'm just you know, toy guns to me because they're they're not realistic. Mm. You know? And and balanced at the same time. yeah.
0: Yeah, the whole difference between, you know, a dynamic shooting system and the patterned recoil is really highlighted by PUBG, and I agree with you. I think that's why there's a ton of people that jump into it. And I find that you know, jumping between Apex and PUBG the last few days, I've noticed that I get a little more aggressive in PUBG after playing Apex, which is probably a good thing. But it's funny you say that, because the first thing I did was grab an AK after playing Apex for a few days and go spray people down. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I miss this.
3: It feels good. They've got it down, man. Mm. They, they, they care so... You could tell that there's a completely different approach to what they're, what they truly want with the guns between PUBG and Call of Duty and Apex. Apex and Call of Duty are so similar with the guns. And, you know, it's because the, the you know, the history, but, um, you know, it, they're so similar and it's, it's, I, I just, it feels like I'm playing a, like, something that's more of a, of, like, if, the word I've, I'm looking for is toy, you know? It's like it's, it feels more a like toy-like. Everything's kind of like a toy. And it's, it doesn't feel like I'm handling a dangerous weapon, you know?
2: Yeah, I get that. I can't um, tell the difference between the, combat, the guns. And,
3: you know, when you're fighting yeah. people, like, it, 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 you know, I know the, the feeling of Battle Royale is shared amongst all the games, you know? Everything's on the line, and you're out, you're out. Except Apex, you can get brought back, which is cool. Hmm. But, um... But also being brought back that takes away the on the line, the loss. That's, that's the thrill of PUBG. Once you're sent to the lobby, you're sent to the freaking lobby. Well, now you could spectate, which is cool, but, um, you know, you're out. You're done. You can't come back. You got to wait for, you know, that game is, you are, you are are completely out of the game. And, uh, the, the, I don't know. The, you were getting off track of the gunplay, but the, (laughs) the, 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 you know, I remember Battlefield three came out and that was one of the first games that came out that had trajectory with it, with the rounds. And I, you know, I was in the military and I appreciated battlefield three because when I shot the sniper rifle, my favorite gun was the MK 11 in that game, um, which is basically a seven, six, two version of an M 16. And, uh, which is just a way bigger bullet. It's a sniper rifle. And, uh, in that game, when you got the MK 11, you can just put a red dot on it and go battle rifle and just own people with the sniper rifle because it, it operates like an M16, so you don't have to use it as a sniper. And and um, but when you did, like, it, you know, I, I would sit back and try and headshot people in this game from far away, from hundreds of meters away, and never before in a game where did you have to aim above them and try and get a bolt, you know, and try and hit them with that bullet drop. Uh, it's it's fairly common now in a lot of games, really easy to do. But um, to this day, I, I guess Arma is probably the other game. I haven't really experienced it, but I, I think that that one's pretty. Pretty cool as far as shooting and stuff from what I understand. I think PUBG is based off of it, but PUBG is like the big competitive balanced military simulator shooter that is mainstream, like, like no other that, that feels the way, like, there's just nothing like it. That's the thing PUBG will always have going for it unless someone else comes out with a shooting system like that. It's incredible. It's one of my, it's the, I know I'm kind of creaming all over it, but the, it's, my, it's the <laughs> best shooting system ever made. <laughs> For, for a game in that way, you know, it's, it's, it's so real feeling and satisfying. Just getting an AK with no attachments and a red dot on it and just shooting that thing feels great, especially with a lot of practice behind it.
2: Uh, Papa, did you want to um, give your tournaments a plug?
3: Tournaments? Every Friday, pubgwars.com is where you get the information. We do uh, – anyone can jump in and be a sponsor. So today we had a third third round for our tournaments. That uh it kind of was spontaneous. Someone in the chat was like, Yeah, I'll throw in uh fifty bucks. Oh, and then wow. someone else was like, I'll I'll or er, I'll throw in fifty bucks as well. And then someone else was like, I'll throw in fifteen bucks. <laughs> and then uh so we had a third tournament out of nowhere, but uh every Friday at pubgwars.com dot com is where the information is. That's you sign up. It's on my stream. Um all the info is at pubgwars.com dot com. And uh you can win win stuff it's just uh you know in community kind of tournaments that we're doing i do a lot of customs every every day and uh tournaments is kind of a new thing that i started doing which which uh, everyone is really enjoying and um i'm it, we're seeing a lot of growth every week so we'll see what type of sponsors get involved next week see what type of prizes there are and there's no entry it's free to entry so you just uh just tune into the stream hang out get get to know everybody and 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 uh play in the tournament
2: did you have any other questions, MTB Trigger?
0: Yeah, I do. I get to ask our favorite question, and we always like to ask one question that to every one of our interviews here that they have no knowledge of. So a PUBG-related question. Here it comes. Are you ready? Yes. How many rounds does an unmodded UMP
3: hold? Unmodded UMP... Holds, uh, twenty-five <laughs> rounds, right? And I don't know. I, I probably no. should
2: have wrote the answer in the show notes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, just looked at, I thought it was. I'm, there uh, it was I'm 30. giggling like mad. Yeah. <laughs> is it thirty or no? Twenty-five is I the Uzi. Twenty-five is the Uzi. Thirty is the. Um, I think it's yeah. thirty. Yeah.
2: It's dead,
0: Yeah,
3: it's, that's it's funny. That's a, we do. I, these, I feel like do I didn't these, get like, it right.
0: Easy-ish questions. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's so easy. It's funny how hard they are when you're on, on the spot. spot right? Oh
3: yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I was thinking like twenty-five, but I was like, no, that's the Uzi. So yeah, I get yeah. I don't un- see that. It's the unmodded part. Like oh shit, dude, what is it unmodded? Is there like a bullet less? You know, is it like twenty-nine? You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is interesting. You got it, rightish. Rightish, yeah. <laughs> I corrected myself after you gave me the answer, which was great. Why
0: don't you tell everybody where you want them to find you? This is your chance to yeah. plug not only your customs but any social media, your Twitch stream, anything. Tell tell everybody where they can find you.
3: All right. So, the big the big deal is the Twitch stream. That's Twitch.tv forward slash Papa. Stanimus. Like Maximus, but Stanimus. Papa Stanimus. That's me. If you find, if you look up Papa Stanimus on any social platform, you'll find me. I'm putting a lot of content out on all of those things, but it all starts at Twitch TV Papa Stanimus. That's where you want to find everything. Anything else you want to know is all there. And um, it's Monday through Friday live cast starting at 12 p.m. Mountain Time. That's when I get started and we just do custom games. Uh, for now, you know, until whatever's next, but we are, uh, we, yo, know, people call us the, people call me the custom king. And, uh, you know what? You gotta kinda just live up to that. So, find me at TwitchTV Papa Stanis. Come play some customs, man. We got power shots. We got headshots only snipes. We've got hardcore VSS in the fog. We've got all kinds of stuff. We're playing around with that night mode now. Which is kind of cool. There's some cool things you can do with that. So yeah, check that out. It's really fun. The points don't matter. We don't care if you suck. We don't care if you're good. Actually, we do care if you're good because then we're going to want to duo with you, and so is everyone else. All right. So that's my plug.
2: Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show with us, Papa. It was a pleasure. Uh, we'll uh, see you on the stream.
3: Yeah, guys, and uh, yeah, shoot, shoot thanks, me, man. shoot me a link to to this so I can get everyone to look at it. I want to, I want to, I want, I want to make this the best episode ever
4: boom.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. Well, that, that was great. We, uh, Papa Stanimus, thank you so much uh, for, for doing that interview. Guys, on the podcast, we, one of the most common requests that we got was to do some interviews. So we seriously want some feedback on who do you want us to go after to get on here? Do you like the format? Do you like the style? We kind of had two different formats on this show. Let us know what you think about it.
2: It was pretty, pretty fun actually with Papa. There after we finished the interview, and I wish we'd left the um, the recording running because he we talked for ages after you jumped off as well, Mike. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a very interesting guy. He's got a very interesting background and, you know, the things that he told me, you know, obviously the microphone's off so they'd, they'd be off the record, I suppose, but we'll be looking forward to getting back on at some stage as well and, and pick his brain some more. He's got a lot of uh, got opinions, a lot of good, interesting opinions. So <laughs> it'd be good to see those. So.
0: I like that, right? I, I do. It was, I'm laughing because they're – again with anybody like we don't agree with each other on every single point that we talk about on the show Mm -hmm. and there are some things that he said i'm like that's awesome man i i don't see it that way but he's he's doing it it's awesome like that's the beauty of twitch that's the beauty of these communities is you find people that are like-minded and now i go check his stream out and i go check out the custom games it's awesome you don't have to see eye to eye on everything
3: He's no, got can, a different
0: yeah. view on custom servers than I do, and I think that's yeah.
2: awesome. Just appreciate his, his honesty. That's what that's what I look for in streamers—people that are just genuine, you know, not just sitting there putting on a show and, and pretending to be somebody, and then turning off the camera and taking a big breath, <sighs> going right. back to you know, being normal. Yeah, he just seems—he he seems to be who he is. Yeah.
0: Well, that about <laughs> wraps us up, guys. Uh, thanks for being on tonight. Thank you to. Uh Wes with WT Fast. Thank you to Papa Stanimus mm-hmm. for being on with us. Uh, any final tidbits you guys want to add?
1: Um, keep playing PUBG. Make PUBG great again. Uh, <laughs> just don't don't give up on it. I don't know. I just I love this game. I really do love this game a lot, and it's it's rare that something was good enough to pull me away from other games like this. Like, I don't even want to play other games. I, all I want to do is play PUBG, and it's ridiculous because it, I, it, I, I should want to play something, but I don't.
2: It's a great testimonial, Grief. Awesome.
1: <laughs> I'm addicted, goddammit. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, I, I don't think Apex is going to be a flash in the pan, you know, because for the, you know, again, the first week it came out, I was playing it all the time. And then this week I started jumping back into PUBG and I found myself sticking there. So I, I, I don't think Apex is going away. I think that's a good thing. And I think PUBG is here for the long haul. They just need to pay attention to some things that they're good at and need to be great at for sure.
1: 100%. Couldn't have said it better.
0: Well, awesome, guys. Why don't we uh, tell the lovely folks where they can find you, Heath?
2: Yeah, don't find me. I'm, I'm looking after the winner. <laughs> instagram account now so just just go and find that that's uh instagram.com forward slash winner podcast it's been experienced like running instagram that's not for my own personal use because my one is just really boring it's just family yeah it's stuff you can see on all your other social media but running it for the podcast it's been really cool because keep getting followed by other cosplay people oh my god Ooh. that's a whole world i didn't know about yeah they're it's, out of control you guys it's pretty
1: scandalous these? yeah there's there's some stuff that it's A lot of cleavage. Yeah, yeah. And body Yeah, they're
2: all about, you know, the follow, follow back thing. So, they're just, you know, if I put in the hashtag PUBG or whatever, they are onto it.
1: Thirsty.
2: Like, I I can't stop looking at my Instagram now. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. But, um, yeah, follow us on Instagram and we'll, we'll let you know when the next episode's coming out on there as well as our Twitter. Which is Last time it
0: was uh, subtle political hints. This time it's the cosplay underground. So that mm. Instagram's doing great. Oh, it's wild. It's a pretty I mixed bag it.
1: over there. Yeah. The Wild West. And, find, yeah. and just finding
2: other communities that I didn't, you hadn't even thought of. Like PUBG India is massive, PUBG Ooh. Brazil is huge.
1: That makes total sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's love sort of it. really
1: cool.
0: And now I get to do what I've been waiting to do for the last couple of hours as I thought about it. Oh. G-R-I-F-F-L-I-C-I-O-U-S Grifflicious. Where can they find you? Grifflicious. <laughs>
1: ah, um, They can find me over at Twitter, at Grifflicious. I tweet sometimes. I'm not a very good tweeter. So, just forewarning you anybody who wants to follow me on there. But I do update you about the new videos that I drop over on YouTube uh, for the Why You Psychic PUBG uh, videos. And been trying to get those out once a week now for the past or three weeks so trying to stay more current more consistent on that and then i also stream over on the twitches at grifflicious there as well so twitch.tv slash grifflicious um i pretty much did my best to get that name everywhere and as soon as i did i locked it in and uh so yeah google me bitch that's the best (laughs) i got i don't know (laughs) i'm sorry i don't mean to be rude i just i heard that in a movie once
0: hey you got a theme song that i just made for you now so
1: Take Again, I, I'm I'm going to edit that out too. What? I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wielding my editing power above you.
0: Love it. <laughs> uh, and for me, uh, Mike MTB Trigger. Uh, you can find me on Twitch. That's probably the best place to uh, find me and chat about all things gaming related. So twitch.tv forward slash MTB Trigger. And I am also on Twitter at mtv trigger and other than that you can get all of us on the winner winner community discord which we will have links to all of this in the show notes Uh, feel free to send us messages there's feedback sections all of that we want to hear from you a lot of the content we get is from the discord and requests so please do that So as we sign off, as always, a special thanks to Spiffy Man for the music. We will always link him in the show notes and where you can find his wonderful tunes, tunes, (laughs) the music, all of the music. Perfect. Uh, So a final thanks to Wes with WT fast. What the fast Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll have the giveaway information in the show notes. We will have the exclusive keys for the winner winner community and how to get those in the show notes. We still gotta figure out how to do that. We'll figure um, out something. And then fun. also yeah, we'll we'll figure out something cool. And then we will also uh, have the links for Stanimus, our Discord, the MPL links we were talking about, Instagram, all that fancy stuff. So make sure to check out the show notes and that is all I've got any final words gentlemen
1: Uh, I just want to say (laughs) that MTB Trigger is the nicest guy in the winner winner community and that everybody should at him on discord and tell him how cool he is and just blow up his Twitch channel because he's a super cool dude and I'm not just saying that to butter his muffin but because he's a nice guy and he deserves it thanks man you're welcome. Seriously, though, I want you to explode his notification inbox with the dumbest shit at him with every little thought you have.
0: And if you don't, I'm going to blow up Chris YouTube comments with fake accounts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You'll actually be the second person on my friends list who does that, by the way. I got a friend of mine. He's a, just, he's a total dick and he writes the, the meanest comments.
0: Oh man, this went to the dumpster real quick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's I love it.
2: That's that's, that's awesome.
0: We, well, so. that's going to be. <laughs> I think
2: that's it. I think we should be done. We did it, guys. Yeah, just <laughs> stop while we're behind. here. Yeah. good work, guys. Until
0: next time, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and the downloads. Made it. Back to you soon. We are out. Later.